0: Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here again with our guest host, Adam. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal as always. So for those that know Adam, he comes to us with a background in marketing, but we thought we'd have a conversation on uh, writing a book, right? So both of us have, have written books. Uh, and for those that are watching on YouTube, uh, product placement at the back, both Adam's and, and mine uh, for those to see. Um, but the, the context of, of writing a book is it's actually relatively simple. Uh, that doesn't mean that it's easy is <laughs> one of those yeah. things that I found. So for a little bit of context on um, the whole, how to publish a book. There are the traditional route, which is a publisher, one of the big publishing houses, or even a small one. And uh, then in between, there are these things called hybrid publishers. And on the other side, you can self-publish, right? So nowadays, publishing a book hasn't been uh, or any easier, right? So it, it's actually quite simple. If you go the self-publishing route, you have a PDF file within a couple of hours, you can have it up on Amazon, Kim, Kindle Digital Publishing and having available, right? That's obviously, again, easier said than done. Um, and then the hybrid publisher, there's a spectrum where there's services overseas where you can pay a couple hundred bucks and they'll do it for you. There's uh, more, ex- extensive services that'll be thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. And then the the publishers, which is the most traditional route, they actually pay you for that and, and support you a little bit in the process. So that was kind of my high level overview. Uh, Adam, what were your, uh, notions or preconceptions about the, the publishing bef- before you started this whole process.
1: Yeah. And I have to say that was so beautifully articulated. Like what a great little synopsis of what it actually is like. I think I was only exposed to sort of what you hear about in the media, which is that that upper tier that you, you sort of ended with there, right? I think for a lot of people, they think, I'm going to write a book. I wonder how much I'll get as an advance for my first <laughs> yeah. book, right? And, yeah. uh, you know, with the way that it works Presently, I would say the lion's share of people who are publishing books are actually in those bottom two tiers, as opposed to say the ones that are getting large checks prior to actually writing a page.
0: (laughs) For sure. And and what I found is for the publishers, I mean, if you think about them, they're kind of like VCs, uh, venture capitalists for books, right? Mm -hmm. So they want to make a bet and they hope they make it big, right? So oftentimes they find folks with a platform, you have uh, a million followers on Twitter, you have a YouTube channel, you have a TV show, you have a this and that, and could we sell a book to 1% of your audience or whatever? So that's what, what they're hoping for. Uh, now, you, you could always uh, go with luck and maybe find someone that that can um, be really inspired by your vision, uh, but you never know. So I thought I, I'd share a little bit about my journey to, to write my book. I'll go into a bit of the why and then the how, and then we'll toss it back to you and then, uh, I wrote a second book, so I'll go through the same thing for, for that. And then we'll end off with a little bit of uh, the Swike, what we wish we knew earlier when writing books. So how does that sound?
1: That, that sounds
0: awesome. I'm ready to get into it with your first book. Sounds good. So for me, writing the first book, I mean, I never thought I would write a book, right? I never thought I'd be an author. author. Um, but what I did find is uh, as I was having coaching conversations with folks, a lot of the advice was the same right? And then a few folks uh, kind of planted in in my head, like, hey, you should write a book. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. (laughs) I never really thought about it. And then I had a friend, um, uh, Robin Spezial, shout out to you. So he actually wrote a book and uh, his book is uh, on the other side of the platform here. I probably should have uh, staged that as well. Uh, But he wrote a book called Market Masters. And again, the first person, wow, I actually know published author. Um, so he said, yeah, it, it's difficult, but not as hard as you think. And he, he gave me a few thoughts. And uh, one of my f- friends that, that we often hang around with, uh, uh, Kelvin Kong, so shout outs to Kelvin, he's in the publishing industry. And he uh, kind of helped me get the uh, wheels going in terms of connecting with folks, what I need to do. Uh, so originally, like yourself, was entertaining the whole publishing house route. Uh that, I mean, I don't have a huge following. I'm a bit of a nobody. So I, I didn't really have <laughs> uh, that sort of clout. So I decided to think about self-publishing or hybrid publisher. So what, what I ended up doing is I started to write. I wrote down uh, basically what I call like the, the manual of stuff. And it ended up being like a 500, 600 page monstrosity, right? I <laughs> showed it to my, my parents and they're like, oh, what is this? This is like a reference manual. It's like, this is not really a book. It's like, yeah, but people need to know all this stuff. And I'm like, all right. Uh, but th- they didn't really pay too much uh, credence. It's like, yeah, good job son. (laughs) Uh, So I I enlisted the the help of Kelvin and he connected with me with a bunch of folks. So uh, there's a a publishing company, Lifetree Media, that basically took a look at it and said, okay, this is what we're going to do with it. We're going to restructure it. uh, We're going to revamp it. And uh, I mean, if you're really targeting kind of like the young professionals, a student's audience, they're not going to read 500 pages. Let's get it to 200. So they slash sliced, reordered, and we got to something uh, more manageable. Then I connected with folks uh, at Iguana Books. Again, I, I I paid both of them for their services. And uh, so they helped me get the, the line uh, copy, proofreading, helped me with the cover, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, we did a little b- book launch. So uh, shout out to uh, Lillian, too, who helped me uh, kind of organize a little restaurant, a bunch of friends to, to gather in. And uh, that's basically it. What happened? So it launched in, in 2017, the entire process took about 18 months to get through. Once I started writing to everything. Now it could have been done a lot shorter. Had I known a lot of things, it could have taken a lot longer if I didn't (laughs) without the support. And one of the the key things I also did was I I did a crowdfunding campaign um, that helped me kind of pay for the book. So uh, it basically covered the costs of uh, all the publishers and editors. And uh, yeah, that, that was my experience for the first book. Again, lots of stuff I wish I knew earlier, but a lot of learnings all, all along the way. Um, so so that was my experience. And, and love. I love, Adam, if you could share yours, like what was your experience? Obviously, uh, we
1: connected on the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what was your experience like from, from your uh, perspective? You know, eerily similar to yours in the sense that I had a friend who was a published author who went the road first and I I went to him too and I said I'm thinking about doing this there's just you know I, I love that you've done this and he says well are you writing a book because you want to see your name in the, the halls of chapters and in indigo and coals or are you writing a book because you have something to say Right. And truthfully, now I look back on it and I can say that it was a little bit of both. But at the time, <laughs> I, was, I was just straight offended. I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, you know, does he think that there's just this air of prestige attached to being a published author that I'm chasing here? And, and really, you know, I, it focused uh, my efforts on honing in on the why. You know why do I feel like I'm going to say something about personal branding that no one else has said? What is so unique about my experiences? And that really kind of led me to an outline, much like like you had with yours. Um, I, I think it's so amazing learning about other authors' journeys because we just realize how you know similar. A lot of the obstacles, the trials and tribulations can be. Um, I, I resonate with what you're saying too. You know, 18 months for you, 24 months for me. Could have been half that had I known what the heck I was doing. Uh, but <laughs> if it wasn't for people like you, probably would have taken me a lot longer too.
0: Yeah. And I'd love if you share a little bit on, uh, obviously your expertise, you were more on the marketing side. Um, yeah. So if you talk a little bit about the, the writing bits and then a little bit about the, the after, cause obviously with, with your background, yours book was a little bit more successful than, than my initial release. So, so, uh, I would love if you shared a little bit about that. Cause I think that's a very important thing that a lot of folks uh, don't realize. And even, um, for the folks that are, uh, get a publisher, even that, 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 that normal tier, the publishers don't really do the marketing right? They, yeah. they help you with all the distribution and the writing and all that, but the marketing is really up to the, the author. So I'd love if you shared a little bit of tips and tricks and, and, and your experience on the marketing side.
1: Yeah, definitely. So for me, I, I devoted about six to eight months purely to just pitching publishers. I pitched 54 in total. I got, wow. I think it was 49 nos, four yeses, and one still hasn't responded to me, even though it was like four years ago. <laughs> but I, I can't close the file until I hear from them. Um, ultimately, though, that was about just finding a fit. It was a little bit like dating, right? I was trying to understand, you know, what is the the power behind their communication? What are their avenues for sales? For many of them, I was also looking for a marketing strategy that was going to be complementary with my skill set, because I really wanted to be involved in bringing mm-hmm. this book to life, especially because that is the subject matter of the book. Uh, so ultimately, I was evaluating all of these different things. Um, this was a really, really big uh, portion of the time that I spent personally because I didn't work with a team for my first book. And now I am working with a team. And it's crazy because my editors step in when they feel like I've written something that we should be using as, a, as an excerpt to, to open you know doors for us as a catalyst for conversation. But when it's just you and it's an idea and you're just kind of working on things, um, I didn't even realize some of the resources that might be available to me that I eventually ended up using later on in the first book. And now I'm using for a second book.
0: That's amazing. And you uh, did a a bit of a roadshow and connected with folks there. So if if you kind of walk us through, so the marketing plan, you found a publisher um, and and now your your book is is in your hand slash available to, to for online ordering. Uh, what was the process to kind of get the word out there for yourself? Um, I don't think I did that great of a job that the most that I did was that crowdfunding campaign to get people interested. Yeah. Um, but for, for yourself, what was that process like? What was the, the, your own strategy and your, your tactics behind it?
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of people, they they have a finished book in their hand as you put it and they go, I got to get this out, right? And for me, that was never the case. It was about really having a very long pre-promotional campaign. And it even went back almost half a year when I held a user-generated content campaign for what the book cover would be. So I let artists from all over Canada come to me with kind of just a little bit of an excerpt. I let them read a little bit that was unreleased of the book, gave them a bit of flavor for who I was and what I wanted it to look like, but with really broad parameters. And then I think in total, we had about 440 different artists come in and kind of uh, pitch me on on what they wanted to do. And and the okay. artist that I, I went with is so talented. She actually produced two of my top 10 favorite designs. And mm. uh, you know we, we still keep in touch to this day because I love what she did with it
0: that's me so there's a pre-production so that's all the way from the cover um and and then what was the process was there any like social media obviously when, when you did it as a proud author i remember having it in my hand i i took a picture of it and posted it yeah yeah <laughs> what were some of the other things because uh and what i really want you to talk about is is kind of that road show like how did you go off get it out there even though that wasn't necessarily the intent uh, obviously yeah. it, it happened and and that's not that's not easy so I'd love yeah. to you shared a little bit about uh, your, your your thoughts and experience around that.
1: Absolutely. So a lot of it for me was just cross-pollination. Once the book was done, I started to allude to it on stages as a public speaker. I'd finish off and say, you know, if you like some of the stories I told today on stage, the book has, you know, eighteen of these uh, anecdotes from my life and career. You can really dive into them, learn a little bit more, sweeten the pot by letting them know that there were actionable takeaways. There were, you know, some some activities for them to undertake if they wanted to develop a personal branding statement, a whole on marketing strategy. So this was one of the ways that I was getting my foot in the door with the target audience that I envisioned. Uh, of course, you compliment that as you had said with, you know, you take the picture, you post it onto your socials. <laughs> but um, I think what I was doing with the user generated content campaign too was. I was, I was intriguing a lot of different people who maybe weren't interested in that book because they all wanted to see what the successful cover was, and I refused to let anybody know until the, the book dropped. So I was doing things like that to engage different audiences. I was going to schools and reading excerpts of my of my manuscript then because I didn't have the physical book in my hands. Uh, luckily, on release, too, that helped me because two, two major universities in in Toronto uh, picked up the book and they said, hey, we're going to buy copies and, and see if you know we, we can have them on hold in our libraries. So this was really, really big. I think ultimately this was about engaging as many voices as I could during the pre-promotional stage, stage so that you know when everything went live on uh, you know, April 28th, we knew that we were going to have a really good chance at making a run at being a bestseller.
0: That's amazing. And and ultimately it, it did uh, kind of live up to those expectations. H- how has it been since then? Cause uh, you've been to, uh, did did you do some like book signings and, and things like that yes. around as well? How did, how did you manage those ones?
1: Yeah, I'm very lucky. Um, so uh, with Indigo, I signed on for a six city tour. I took trigger figures to some of the stores that had the most sales of the book across Canada. So we did, uh, we started Ajax, which is kind of close to my hometown, Uh, then we went downtown to toronto Uh, of course being born and raised from the sixth that was really important to me then i went out west so we stopped in edmonton and calgary saskatoon uh then langley in bc and did two stores in vancouver as well so that was really really fun for me to connect with a bunch of people who had read my words and it's such a weird feeling too you're sitting there and you feel like these people they they know they've invested in you and you don't know anything about them so for me this was really an experience to say thank you and obviously you know if there are any questions comments concerns that i can address now i'd love to do it in person
0: sounds good yeah so it sounds like a great experience obviously fulfilling to know that your words had some impact on 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 folks and and just to hear that and say oh uh, i mean i I didn't know you before and now you know me And, and there's a bit of a connection i think that that's a great feeling as well um and, and I wanted to, before we get into some of the, the swipe, the stuff I wish I knew earlier, your lessons learned on, on writing the book, uh, I want to share a little bit of my, my second book that I wrote. Yeah. So, uh, the first book was stuff I wish I knew earlier for students. And the second one was kind of the follow on for young professionals. So uh, a lot of folks after write, publishing the first book, they're like, Oh, what's next? Are you going to write the next one? And, and it was kind of on the plan, but not really. But then I found that a lot of people are like, I always wanted to write a book. Uh, and, uh, that, became an overarching theme and a whole bunch of them came and said, you know what, why don't we write it together? And and my naive thought is that if I get like five uh, or four authors, I only have to write one fifth of a book. <laughs> and that was the most challenging process, but it, it was a bit of a challenge. You always have to coordinate and with people right. and 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 there's uh, different personalities and different uh, ideas of it. Uh, but th- they were able to obviously um, take my lead cause I was the quote unquote experienced person having one whole book <laughs> under my belt. <laughs> uh, but w- what we did was essentially es- establish a table of contents. Is this what we want to talk about? People had their uh, thoughts and then we, uh, allocated folks. So I had someone who's more on the finance side, someone who's more on the personal development, someone's on the career progression side. Um, and, We basically uh, wrote it kind of concurrently with different chapters and then uh, went to a point where we we tried to interweave them together. Uh, We went with our uh, publisher again with, with Iguana to kind of help us through it. And uh, again, we didn't do a a big marketing launch. It was at at the end of uh, COVID. um, So we didn't do as much as we could have, should have. right? And and that is probably one of my biggest spike is that, uh, as you said, the pre-campaign to the marketing, that's probably the most important if you really want to get it out there. Um, But yeah, and then the second one is out with a a bunch of co-authors and uh, it is now available um, as of, as of, last year, 2022. So that was a little bit on, on, on the second book, uh, similar, but, but different, uh, and, and obviously a little bit more relaxed along the way because I, I had the, the first experience there. Um, but I'd love if you, if you shared a little bit of your, your swipe, the lessons learned, if you were to do this all over again, and you, you alluded to that, you're, you have a second book coming, uh, what are some things that you want to make sure that you do f- for the second book that you didn't quite do for the first book?
1: Yeah, great question. So I I always use the approach of just dive in, right? If I'm going to write a book, I have to just start by writing. Obviously, that's the thing that you need to do. So I started without really kind of understanding where I was going with it. Um, And then through the process, I was simultaneously writing a lot and then reading a lot. And I came across books on how to write a book. One of which is called "Published by uh, Chandler Bolt," and that became like my Bible. And you know, he kind of stressed a very different process for for first time writers, for for people who are writing a book who maybe don't have uh, any insight into the project management side of this. Uh, and he basically said, you know, you you start with a book outline, you start with your big idea, and you you basically uh, tackle this thing systematically. And I think what I did was I, I retroactively fit certain elements of the book, and that's why. <laughs> I ended up writing so many chapters that got cut because thematically they just didn't fit with trigger figures, So, right. um, you know, that, that was a shame. Uh, was it wasted effort? No, because I think I was also finding my voice, honing my craft, uh, kind of leaning into, you know, what ended up being a very jovial tone throughout most of the book. Uh, I didn't start there. So, writing 50 plus chapters, uh helped me to kind of have some fun with it and then eventually be comfortable enough to crack my jokes and just be the me that I think a lot of people would know if we were sitting opposite each other in a coffee shop and I was telling you these exact same stories. So my, my swipe, if, if you want to go there, is, is absolutely you know tap into these resources that are available, uh, like networking, con- talking to published authors. We've already talked about that, but also read some of these books because some of these how-to guides were invaluable to me, and I wish I discovered them sooner.
0: For sure. Yeah. I wish I, I got a copy of that uh, <laughs> prior to my book. And definitely the, the resources, the people that you know um, that, that are in publishing or have uh, a bent of that. And if you don't know folks, well, that's why things like LinkedIn exist or what have yeah. you. And there are more and more services there. Now, be careful because oftentimes there are people who want to sell you something. So yeah. sometimes uh, they're trying to sell you their service. So, of course, they're the best and what have you. Uh, but there's a, a lot of different options out there. So, so make sure you shop around uh, a, a little bit. Um, and one one swipe, and I don't know if it's really a swipe, but it's just the understanding that really, if you're trying to make like a lot of money in books, uh, that's often not not the case, yeah. right? So what I found is um, to be a best-selling author in Canada, it's it's about like five thousand books, right? Yeah. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but what I found is uh, with royalties, a couple of dollars a book, even if you got the full price of whatever ten twenty dollars a book, uh, that's only like whatever uh, fifty thousand bucks, a hundred thousand bucks, and and I mean it's it's a decent living, but it, it's it's not necessarily something that uh, you, you can you can survive on, especially in like a big city like Toronto or what have you. Yeah. Um, and especially if, if it takes you a year or two <laughs> to, to produce some of this stuff, but you do get a little bit of residuals uh, at, at the end, which obviously helps. Um, and, and I found that in the process, there's uh, the difference between being uh, supportive and committed, right? In the sense that everyone's so proud of you. Of course, they'll buy your book when it comes out. Uh, and then when you come back to them, hey, it's out, they'll be like, oh, <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. So, and, and part of it, there's all sorts of different reasons where there are readers and, and there are, there are supporters, right? Some people buy it just because they, they, they like you. They want to help you out. Some people, they do it because they actually want to read the content. So you, you just don't, don't mix the two and, and don't take it personally otherwise. Um, but, but that was one thing where maybe it was a different sort of, uh, pretense or expectation on folks and thinking about there, there was a lot more, um, interest than, than there, there, there actually was. Um, and that's just me changing a little bit of my mindset a, a, as well. Uh, are there any other, uh, things that you would definitely do for, for the, the upcoming book, or is there anything that you can kind of allude to for this book that, uh, folks can, um, ki- kind of look forward to, uh, maybe as, as, a, as part of your pre-promotion <laughs> as
1: well? Yeah, for sure. So we're going to do some cool stuff. Actually, I've got a teaser trailer dropping uh, in about a month or so, which will be the first time I openly talk about it outside of sort of podcasts and with friends, which is what I consider this to be. Um, I, I think what I'm doing with this book is a lot more of what I want to do versus what I thought would sell. Uh, If I'm being Mm. quite honest, I think uh, the template that I used for the first book was a lot of what was in demand from me on stages. It began with me taking a bunch of scripts from my keynotes and as I said, retroactively fitting them to what the contents of a book was. Whereas this time I really sat down and said, what's the story I want to tell? You know, if this is a Mm. blank slate now and we can still use trigger fingers as sort of the template in terms of storytelling is going to be the vehicle through which we convey lessons in personal branding. Okay. Understood. What are the things that we maybe don't talk about? So uh, I'm excited to kind of maybe uh, if, I, if I can say this, flex a little bit more, show a little bit more <laughs> of my, my writing chops as opposed to just talking through what I believed were the fundamentals in book one and maybe go a little bit deeper in book two.
0: That's amazing. And um, so we're definitely looking forward to, to hearing that. Hopefully, uh, We will be able to to have everything aligned when your trailer drops. And, uh, for me on my book side, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking for other people to, to mm-hmm. co-collaborate with. So I, did find that maybe one other co-author, if you have a particular area, uh, Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, there's so many different ways to, to take that. So to, to build a little um, enterprise around that or a um, little bit of an ecosystem, I think would be interesting, um, but I'm in no rush to do so. So uh, unlike you, I, I don't really think that I have writing chops, so I have nothing to flex. <laughs> I disagree <laughs> but having read time. your book. <laughs> well, thank you so much. But at the same time, I do believe there's a lot of information and messages that, that need to be out there. Uh, which are said in some ways, but not said in others. So I definitely encourage folks that are writing to uh, take that um, leap and actually write. Uh, right now, it's, it's it hasn't been an easier time to be able to get your, your work out there. Um, and if one person reads it and one person is impacted by it, hey, that's, that's probably worthwhile, right? So, uh, thanks so much, Adam, for sharing your story, your, your wisdom and and insights on, uh, your, and your journey to writing a book. Um, and we're looking forward to the, to the second one and, uh, yeah, any parting words for the audience?
1: No, maybe a parting question for you because you're in this unique position of, of having published two and you always get the, the, the answer from parents. So I want to ask you, do you love your first or your second book more than the other? Is that even a thing? It, for sure. For, for me, I can I can actually say that I love the first one because okay.
0: I that all by myself, right? <laughs> the second one is uh, it, there's a whole bunch of other co-parents there, so it's, it's a, I'm a little bit more disconnected. So it's not the same thing as my firstborn or my secondborn <laughs> sort of thing. It's more like... Um, a a a your 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 natural born versus your surrogate right it's a little yeah. bit slightly different i still love both of them right so um but if if you had to twist my arm the first one ha- has a slightly different place in my heart
1: right very so, cool um, i've always wondered that
0: <laughs> yeah thanks so much adam for sharing your your thoughts and hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode would love to thanks for joining us on the swike stuff i wish i knew earlier the podcast If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.